Hey friend, it's Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. The scorelines in college football have me flabbergasted. They're like rugby scorelines. Alabama, the number one team in the country, beat Utah State 55-0. Wisconsin beat Illinois State 38-0. Baylor beat Albany 69-10. USC beat Rice 66-14. BYU beat South Florida 50-21. Miami put up 70 points. Georgia outscored Oregon by 46 points. They won 49-3. This was a top 11 matchup. Oregon being 11th, Georgia being 3rd. Michigan beat Colorado State 51-7. Do you see my point? Wake Forest beat BMI 44-10. When you think about the numbers here, when you see a team that puts up 70 points like Miami, particularly, by the way, in week one, in the old days you think, okay, well, that's an outlier. What a performance. But it's no longer an outlier when you keep seeing it. You know, this is like, that's the mode. I keep seeing these numbers over 50, which then brings to my mind a clear transition in the sport of college football from 11-on-11 football to essentially padded 7-on-7 football. That's what it feels like, like rugby, and then you look at rugby sevens. Sevens is fast, it's short, it's, it's a different game, but it still has the beauty of rugby. Much in the same way, college football today, it's reminiscent of what college football or what football is for all of us, but it feels like 7-on-7. It's a quick game. It's a fast game. It's an offensive game. Defense is more or less a formality. In my mind, the only critical down really is third down. And it's always been that way. But especially when you're looking at teams that are the the most competitive teams in the country have several Heisman hopefuls on the offensive side of the ball. I look at Alabama as kind of the, the blueprint, if you will, for success in recent years just because they've been so dominant. But the way that Nick Saban has evolved with college football, I think, should be representative of, of how the game is evolving before our eyes. We, we saw college football back in the old days, you know, as a caterpillar, if you will, which is kind of just football 101, you know, run the ball, play good defense, the run sets up the pass, you know, all the things that we, we kind of grew up understanding about the fundamentals of football. Then you saw this, this metamorphosis phase, and this was what I call like the, the chrysalis the game was being broken down and changing and, and morphing into something that we did not recognize. It was kind of a thing. And the thingness of college football became, how are we going to run the ball? Why can't we just go empty and then bring someone in motion and give them the ball? Isn't that just a, a handoff? Why don't we just have two receivers stacked on each other and then throw a screen? Isn't that just an extended handoff? Why does the running back need to be in the backfield? Why can't they be the number one receiver to the field? Why does the tight end need to be here? Why can't they be the number one receiver to the field? Like The whole idea of offense has changed so radically that at times the game just became a thing. But now it has clearly gained some sort of bodily form and gained some sort of life. And now it is a new creature. And we're witnessing the butterfly of college football right now. An offensive game that, that takes no prisoners. It's, like a, it's like, a, like a Western film. We're just watching reruns of Clint Eastwood movies every Saturday. Gunslingers in dusty old towns on turf fields, if you will dueling as a fan that's very exciting but i think the problem is the sustainability of the butterfly game college football i don't think you could live a very long life that way because what ends up happening is this when you think about the transfer portal defense you need an identity you need to be able to clearly say how do we want to play defense 
and you need to embody that. It takes time to build that. Offense, more or less, it's the same. I mean, everything's the same. Same concepts, the same routes. It's just what's the language. So once you learn the playbook, then it's okay. Well, let's just. Oh, you call that route this. We used to call it Y. You know, now I call it X. No problem. You're off and running. Yes, there's the chemistry aspect of it, but I, I think in that sense, the transfer window much more benefits the offensive side of the ball. So the defensive side's already at a disadvantage. So the transfer window, in my mind, accelerated the chrysalis phase. What would have taken years from the thing to become a butterfly just sped up rapidly. And now the thing is a butterfly. Now, the question is, can you consistently survive year after year, not in one single calendar year? Because essentially what you're doing is you're building super teams that have a lifespan of 365 days. That, to me, is problematic. And I don't think you can, can build college football programs that way. I think you can build one good team that way, but not college football programs. And I'm concerned for the health of college football long-term because of that reason. I'm Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media. Using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.